Hello, welcome to Soul Led, a podcast dedicated to the evolution of your soul and the development of your spiritual gifts. I am Nikki Novo, your spiritual mentor, a fiery Latina, mom of three, and a lover of all things intuitive. You're here because you're meant to be here. So let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Soul Led. Hi, so excited to be here with you. Today, we have a special guest who is also a friend, and we're co-students together, and it's just been nice to get to know her and to have her in my life the last few years. So welcome, Alice, to the show. Hi, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on this podcast and talk more about Saturn Returns, spiritual awakening. I mean, you and I always talk about this stuff. And so it will be great for those who are very new to spiritual awakening, maybe thinking about coming out of the spiritual closet, feeling perhaps like lost in their lives and finally having a term to kind of understand, oh, this is what I'm going through. Yeah, great. I'm so excited to have you and have those conversations. Alice, how do you say your last name? I don't like kill it. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, simple enough. So I'm going to read you guys real quick Alice's bio. You can just sit here and you know feel awkward as I read your bio a little bit, Alice. <laughs> Alice, who is the founder of Woo Woo Company, a guide for all things woo, spiritual and holistic wellness. Her focus is showcasing astrology, chakras, sound healing, and more as tools to help people find their purpose. And now she's moved into more of a bit of a practitioner role. So you can do like these really cool readings with her. She's always putting, she also has like events in her life going on. And um, I just love seeing your evolution, Alice. So actually Alice and I met a few years ago, right before the pandemic started, I think, right? Like I feel like it was, it was literally right before the pandemic started because you and I did two events in Washington, D.C., and it was like mid-late February. Yeah. And then March is when, <laughs> when like shit hit the fan and like the world just changed. <laughs> so Alice, yeah. we, you know, met online and then she was doing these really cool events um, under her company, Woo Woo Company in D.C. And I went to speak and like, actually, some of the girls that are in Soul Teacher and have done readings with me, like many of them came from your events. So that was just really fun for me and it was fun to get to know you. And I remember our first, so at the time she was doing these events, didn't really consider her like a, herself like a healer or teacher or anything like that. She was more like behind the scenes and had a lot of like marketing knowledge also. And I'm sitting down listening to her story a little bit and I'm like going like, this girl's a healer. Like, I'm not going to tell her, but you know, it'll, it'll come when it's time to come. So it's um, been beautiful to see you like really step into that. You're so talented. I love watching you. And then, you know, it's just beautiful how you're able to combine your background, which has a lot to do with business and marketing, all that to um, help, but bring in all this, like these spiritual components. So like, if we're in that place in our life, we're like, everything is changing. I don't know where I'm going. Like, what's my purpose? Like, what's the right career for, for me? Like, it's not just you know, something that's like coming from the mind, it's coming from the heart, which is what you're doing right now. So I love, I love seeing this progression. So yes, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, looking back the last two years that I've had my business, it all makes sense, you know, 2020, (laughs) but it was just really unexpected. Yeah. I definitely started this business with just a strong curiosity and passion for sharing things that really helped me you know, through an existential crisis. Um, It was in my late 20s and I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew that I had a good career path. I had a great job. Everything looked good on paper, but it just felt kind of empty. I was just like, wait, is this it? And I would see like my colleagues uh, and people who are like 20, 30 years, like older than me. I'm like, I don't think I really want to do this (laughs) in a couple decades time. I remember looking at my boss and being like, nope, don't want to be there. So then, but which is very scary because then if you like, you don't want to be where your boss is at, then what the hell are you doing? Yeah. So I was like freaking out. I was like, wait, this is what I studied. This is what I went to college for. This is like my path. Like it's, it's really just a a panicking because that's the reality you pictured for yourself. Um, It's kind of like how you structured your life, your belief systems, your, your ability to like take care of yourself and, and kind of just like, what you think your life is going to be. And when you start to question that, 
it's almost like the ground starts to cave and crumble beneath you. And I think a lot of people avoid this because it requires so much change, not only internally, but that internal change is reflected in your external world. It's not that your job changes, but like your friends, your family, like relationships, you might not be able to continue on in your current community. And I think that's what frightens people the most. And that's why there's so much dancing because once you become aware, and you begin to think like, what else is out there? What am I meant for? There must be something more. It doesn't just stick to one area of your life, whether it's like personal, professional, it like goes into everything. Yeah, because it's kind of like, I always feel like it's, um, you know, we have those, you're, you have a bunch of necklaces and they're all like in a ball and they're all like uh, tangled up together. Mm-hmm. You know, the truth is if you pull one, like it affects all the other, you know, the, the other necklaces. So it's like, you know, if you're pulling at one part of your life and you're like, this is just not working. It's like, it just can't help, but affect these other areas. And, and it is a foundational crisis, which just, yeah. just so much rebuilding at that time. So, I mean, I remember that phase in my life uh, very much. So you basically like were very interested in, you just got, you were using spiritual work for your own healing and your own wellness basically at at some point. Yeah. So I was living abroad for many years and I moved back right at my Saturn return, which I didn't know until like a few years later that I like learned about all these things and your Saturn return happens in your late twenties. It's when a lot of people change careers, start businesses, um, move to another country. Like, you know, when you see on Facebook, like this person just up and quit their job and moved to like Bali <laughs> <laughs> or started this company. It's because Saturn in astrology is the, is the uh, planet responsible for your soul's purpose and your contract. Um, really the taskmaster, kind of like tough love, making sure that you are doing what you're supposed to do. Like, are you following your truth and purpose or kind of, are you headed in that direction? If you're not, you are going to, you know, get severely redirected. And I was severely redirected in terms of working like um, a corporate job in public relations, digital marketing to just becoming an entrepreneur. And that really started for me like six years ago. That's when I was experiencing my Saturn return. And at first I looked to yoga. I found that it was wonderful that I clear my mind. And it wasn't until like probably a year into practicing yoga that I realized I was like, oh, yoga is not an exercise. It's a very spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's an Indian philosophy for like living. It's a gateway drug. I feel like Yeah, I I found this work through yoga too. I never did like teacher training, but I liked this boy in LA and he went to yoga and I was like, I'm just going (laughs) to follow him to yoga class. And like, little did I know he was a, he's a very funny character in my story. I feel like we were never going to be together, but I feel like he left me like all these breadcrumbs and I just kept following them. And there was just so much away. The universe. Yeah. And one universe sent him to you. Yeah, definitely. And we're still friends. And then he, you know, he, introduced me to yoga and he never showed up to a yoga class. Like he kept telling me that he was going to yoga and I like really asshole would show up by myself at that yoga class. But I think I, I was meant to be in the class by myself. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. still remain friends. And I was like, dude, like stop telling me you're going to yoga. Cause I'm, you know, I'm going to yoga by myself. Like I don't need you to go with me anymore, but it was a big part of the process. And I think yoga does that to many of us. So it's beautiful. Yeah. So mm. you who are listening might not know this about me, but I'm not super well-versed in astrology. Um, it was kind of a, re- a rebellion for a long time. And now I'm actually studying under Chelsea, who's one of our mentors. So I'm learning about really about my own chart. I'm not, I don't, I haven't gone beyond that yet. So with that being said, I know what a Saturn return is. I did not know that it is, is it the same ages for everybody or does it depend on your chart? Okay, so Saturn return is different for everyone. Um, and it usually will last for like a few years and you will kind of feel it before and after, kind of like a pre-phase and also kind of like an integration phase. So I really felt like mine was for, I want to say like three to four years. Like it's not always like as obvious. And also um, people don't realize that Saturn return actually happens three times in your life. Mm, I wonder if I'm going through one now. I mean, well, okay. So the first one's in your late 20s. I'm 39 right now. The second one is going to be um, in your mid 50s. Oh, okay. So we're not there yet, guys. And then like, like mid, late, like 80s. So it's always like mid, late, like those periods of time, 20s, 50s, 
and 80s that you could probably be going through something else in your astrology. Like it could be like a, a Pluto return. Pluto's also a planet that's like very like, ooh. <laughs> Lots of shadow. Ask that you have a Saturn return in, in your 80s. It's like, dude, I'm just I'm trying to like, uh, you know, relax here. And all of a sudden the Saturn return comes in your 80s? What exactly exactly i'm just like oh it's like maybe you're reflecting like did i do the right things in life like i still have some time like what can i do to like help others or kind of like, spend more time with family or with my community i don't know we um 80 something year old who's going through a sudden return we need research on this oh i know i i should ask my grandparents <laughs> <You're> <laughs> she, but not in the not in like oh like you know you know, what did you do like in your Saturn turn? Be like, what was it like in your like mid to late eighties? So sorry to take you off track. So then basically our turns are usually by our, it's like by ages. Like it's like you're, you're, everybody's going through it between like 20 something and 20 something. Like that's kind of by. Yeah. Kind of like around like 27 to like 30. That's usually around the time. And actually the caveat is there's some people who kind of coast through Saturn return. The first one. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone goes through kind of like an up and down roller coaster phase, but many of us do. And especially like I've had a lot of um, clients come in for like my career clarity readings that are reaching that like 55, like late 50s mark, the second Saturn return. And what is very helpful is I, I say to them, I'm like, well, how did you feel? What did you do your first one in your like late 20s? And they're like, oh, it's, it's actually quite comforting because you kind of like understand kind of like that feeling. It's, it's already like imprinted and you're like, oh, wait, that happened. I felt this way. All these things change, but I was fine. Oh, very helpful. Okay. Yeah. I see that more. I have thought that like when I have clients in that age bracket, I see it almost like, oh, they're moving into that empty nesting stage. Well, um, that's why you have a midlife crisis that's why a lot of divorces happen during that time like you know like right around like when your kids like let's say depending on like your parents could get divorced you know like in while you're in college or a little bit after because they're like we don't know one another anymore and it's easy to kind of get lost in like you know the daily happenings of life in your children's lives and not focus on yourself and it's kind of like coming back home to yourself and figuring out like well what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Yes. Yeah. Like this is next chapter about, yeah. So I see that a lot too. I didn't, I wasn't aware that there's, that's very helpful for me. I've learned something new, Alice. Thank you. Because I oh, do that a lot. Like I always, I, it's funny because I've always said like my 50 somethings are very similar to my 20 somethings. Like there's actually similar shifts that are happening. Like believe it or not, like your thirties and your forties are a little easier than those, those moments. Yeah. So well, that's good. I can't believe it. I don't feel for it. Sorry, what was that? I'm going to be 40 next July. I can't believe it. Oh, no. That's celebrate in a big way. You do have to celebrate in a big way and hopefully with your community as well. Yeah. I want to have like a, like a crazy circle, like where we can run around naked or something. I don't know. <laughs> Under the moon or something. I don't know. Something crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody's going to show up to my house naked. No, I'm kidding, guys. No naked. <laughs> no bunny of all of us. So if you're in your Saturn return, what are some, well, if you're in that, the, the 50 range, the second one, it's helpful to look back in your 20s and mm-hmm. kind of what happened there. Any, but what about if it's your first time in a Saturn return? It's sometimes you, first for me, I felt like everything was changing and like nobody understood Mm-hmm. I would speak to friends, I would speak to colleagues, and I'd be like, I don't think I want to do this anymore, but I'm not sure what I would do. And there would be, and I remember colleagues who are older, they were not the right people to speak to. They were like, well, what else would you do? You'd probably try something else and then come back. And I'm like, what? Like, it was all very confusing to me. Um, and it was because no one else kind of ex- it was experiencing the same thing, or some people kind of like just tampered it down. I think there are some people who are able to kind of like, okay, like blinders on, like, I'm not going to look at this. And then they just struggle. Like, but then I see that later. Like I see them yeah. in mid thirties do the thing that should have actually been done in the late twenties. Yes. I also, I, you know, I feel like if you kind of like gloss over or kind of don't do the work during your Saturn turn, even though Saturn is forcing you to, like it does happen kind of like in your like 
early 30s, like mid 30s. I have a friend. Um, I feel like she's going through that like right now. Um, she's like, but she's like, I did go through a difficult Saturn return, but now I'm going through another career change, you know? And of course there's other parts of like astrology and also just life in general that will kind of dictate those things as well. But it's so important to find other people who are going through the same thing because our reality is really just our one, our perspective, our mindset, but also the people we surround ourselves with. I like to use the example of, let's say you want to be an artist, but everyone in your community and your friends, your family, your lineage, like have been doctors. Story of my life, Alice. How will you become an artist if you don't see it happening around you? So reaching out to communities like the one I have, the, the one that you have, to find people who are also going through the same thing in the same boat. What I remember distinctly that when I was going through my Saturn return, I wanted to be outside all the time. And I thought I wanted to be outside all the time because I was living in China for many years. You know, there's a lot of pollution, not as like much to do for like hiking and all that. You had to go to other places farther away. So I thought it was just like me repatriating. But in fact, now that, you know, I do the work that I do, I was grounding. I was trying to center myself and like be less in my upper chakras, like thinking and the anxieties and fears and more grounded and rooted to the earth. Like I went on so many hikes. I spent so much time outside. I think that's something that I really recommend people doing and finding people who are going through the same thing, finding communities that are supportive and you being curious and they are also curious. And, you know, the reason I got into all this stuff was because of my Saturn return and the existential crisis. And so looking at like mindfulness, meditation, yoga, astrology, human design, Enneagram, like these are all things that I, you know, have in my courses that I incorporate into like my readings, um, the client work that I do, because I found it so helpful and just feeling okay with myself. I think the biggest thing that happens during your Saturn return is you begin to question who you are. And you're like, but I'm so weird. Why do I want this? Like no one else like feels this way. Like when I looked at astrology, it just allowed me to accept myself. And I'd love to know kind of like, as you look at your, you know, birth chart, you're like, oh, this is like what I'm going through. Like, this is what I've always been like. And for me, I looked at various elements of my chart and I have a lot of Capricorn energy. Hmm. Capricorn is a sign of career. So it's oh, no, no surprise. Yeah. <laughs> My youngest is a, is a Capricorn. He's like all Capricorn. Oh, that's so interesting that, that that's part of you. Yeah, you know, it's funny as you're talking, I definitely, this work showed up to me in my Saturn return. I, I actually got married mm-hmm. in my Saturn return. And mm-hmm. um, it's when I started changing my career completely. I was moving out of media. It was a slow move, but I was moving out of media and into like the beginning stages of this work. And I remember always being like, why couldn't I just be a doctor? Like, why couldn't I just oh like, God, yeah. why can't I just be like everybody else? It takes like a marketing, you know? hundred percent, hundred percent. I was like, why can't I just stay in this good job yeah. in China or like go transfers in New York or San Francisco office because the transfer was going to be easy. But I just, I was like, I couldn't do it. I was going to, I was going to die. <laughs> Same thing happening to me. And it was very, very, very hard. I made a lot of friends during that time too. I feel like I was just like going out, you know, that online world was very helpful for me because I was able to go outside of like just the people I knew in Miami. So that was Mm -hmm. definitely, I did also like just go and find other community and really just take it day by day, you know, because you're really starting all over again in many ways. And having, my God, I had so much happen. I had my first child in my Saturday. Oh my God. (laughs) Gosh, how rough. <laughs> so, so rough because you're like, I have to take care of like my family, my, my significant other, myself and yeah. my job and oh, yeah. that's, that's, that's heavy. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was like, it was perfect. Like it was kind of the way that it, it worked for me. And then, yeah, just like, uh, it's just such a, a confusing flip your life upside down, like time. And I actually feel like that that lasted for a long time. Like, I, I feel like it wasn't yeah. until like, I was like 36 or so, I started to feel a little better. <laughs> I think it's because like, you, you know, you and I've had conversations about how, you know, we're similar and kind of like the ways that we are growing. And so I was listening to you actually your podcast about like your spiritual journey, which is kind of just like a reiteration, kind of reinforcing a lot of things we've spoken about before. And I'm just like, all right, this is buckle up. <laughs> 
buckle up because it's just going to be a while. Like you think it's always going to get better, but I'm like, it's a mindset thing. You just got to get your mind right. And you just got to do what you need to do to kind of feel better about things. Because for some of us, I think, especially those who are in the healing space, those who are guides, like it is our job to actually suffer. (laughs) We suffer so that others don't need to suffer as much. Even now, like, you know, I'm kind of going through a it's bit of a job to learn, Alice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. The, the right way to think about it. It's our job to go through these challenges so that we are able to expand and grow into the best, most authentic versions of ourselves so that it can also be reflected and shown in others. That's what my a, like, you what know, a good frame. marketing speak, but also it's like, yeah, it sucks, but <laughs> it'll be okay. But, but honestly, it was through, you know, operating my business and thinking so much about mindset and all of that, that anything that happens to me now, it, sometimes it still is a little difficult, but anything that seems bad or like hard, I'm like, there's something to be learned. And honestly, it's just moving me towards a place, a destiny that is better. Like it's moving towards my destiny, me towards my destiny. Exactly. This is bringing you back on your path. Okay. So we've talked about Saturn return and how you know, rough and challenging it is. And actually it's, it's funny, you, you kept saying, um, you know, that you just kind of were like, okay, well just buckle up for this ride. And uh, that was like me every year I would have my, I have my friend Beth um, Bullet read my astrology chart. And every year I'd be like, okay, this, this is it. This is going to be like the year that it's like an easy year or something. And she would read me these things with these, like, she'll be like, well, your chart is showing this and that. And I'm like, damn it, Beth. And she's like, Nikki, I just don't think your soul would have liked it any other way. And that was like, um, I always just laugh. I'm like, okay, you know, that's just the way that my soul wanted to do it. So there's always just like fun things that happen every year that I don't expect or, but it's just the way that I designed it. So I totally understand you, Alice. And the chart is just so interesting how the chart shows you that, like how the, the chart like shows you these things. So speaking of your natal chart, when somebody's coming for, to you for like a career change and they're in this place. Uh, Cause I know you get a lot of career people. What in the chart helps you see what would be some like maybe possible good paths for them? Oh yeah, totally. So if people are really new to astrology, I always think it's really good to talk about your triad. So your sun, moon, and rising, because it's like your personality, how you deal with emotions and you know, kind of like how you make people feel as well as like, you know, your first impression. So that's like sun, moon, and rising. Your sun is your personality. Your moon is how you make people feel, but also how you deal with emotions. And your rising is like first impressions and kind of how you show up in the world. And so I look at Saturn. Sun, moon, and rising? Yes, sun, moon, and rising. Well, can I tell you mine and you tell me what you think? Well, I know. I already know yours. Your sun is in Cancer, but actually you're very close to Leo. Yes. (laughs) so it's just like you you're very nurturing and people like really like you because they feel very drawn to you because of your caring nature and I've always seen it like you're just a a very kind and humble person (laughs) thank you that's why I brought you on (laughs) tell me these things but you know I have cancer all over my chart I have water I saw I I saw it I was like this girl must be crying a lot (laughs) but it's very intuitive so I think actually you probably like have um uh, I didn't look at it very closely. Like cancer has a stellium. Stellium is when you have like a lot of planets within a certain sign. My stellium is Capricorn. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. And mine would be so, cancer. I have a lot of cancer. I think yours probably is a cancer. So I will also take a look to see if like a lot of things are repeating and I'll bring up maybe a stellium, but usually I'll look at the sun, moon and rising. Oh, so your moon is in Leo. You love it when people give you an opportunity to shine and also kind of like stroke your ego. Like you tell me that I'm so nice and kind and that's why I'm like, Mm -hmm. my Leo moon will take all of it. Thank you. Yes, yes. And actually, I like looked up your rising, but then I didn't write it down. So can you remind me of your rising? It's also cancer. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's why then. <laughs> Lots of feelings. But yeah, that's how like your personality and how you come across like really match up. I think sometimes when there's like when all three signs or, you know, two signs are kind of very opposite to one another, that's when it's kind of like you can't read someone oh. or they or or you you can't quite tell. You're like, oh, they, they seem like this way, but they were another way. 
Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like two, like there's an outer shell and like an inner shell maybe sometimes too. Yes, that's my personal opinion. Okay, so then I also look at Saturn um, placement. So that's kind of like the things that you might be dealing with that are going to be a little bit difficult. And your Saturn is in Libra. So Libra is all about balance. They like to keep things like very like harmonious. And so, you know, when I look at this, it's like balancing like your family life and professional life, which makes a lot of sense. But you just told me because you had a kid, you know, during your Saturn return. So it's kind of like, how do you take care of yourself, not get lost in kind of like the collective or the family, or the community that you're in and kind of like balance things. So those are some of the like the Libra lessons of like, you know, bringing people together, making sure people are like have everything they need, but also like not losing yourself as well. I also look at the North Node and the South Node. So the North Node is where you're going in this lifetime, kind of like uh, your past, your soul's purpose and contract. So, you know, when you do your readings, you go into the Apostle Records, you look at the, you know, the soul's contract, all the different books and resources. Well, this is also reflected in astrology as well. It's in your North Node. Um, and your North Node is in, Answer. guess what? Yes, it's in Cancer. <laughs> so it's almost like, you know, your, your signs are like very much so like aligned. And so it's like really helping people, nurturing people, making sure people feel safe. Like this is a big part of like, like your destiny, but also a big part of your destiny is intuition and psychic abilities. It is a water sign. All water signs are very psychic. Um, and so you always say like you were never psychic to begin with, but let's say had you known this, like when you were 15 or 16, it would have been obvious. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like if somebody would have been able to look at the chart and tell me exactly that, you know, and in a way it's like, you just, you don't, you know, psychic abilities too. It's like, sometimes you just exist the way you exist. You don't know anybody else's experience. So you have no idea that you have it until, until later, until it was like taught to me, but it was, yes, like, yes. It, it was like almost like in the destiny for me in many ways. It was like, yes, and blueprint like supports that. Yes, your blueprint supports that. And, you know, my North Node is in Pisces. Oh, that's super. I find Pisces to be like the most psychic. Well, I mean, I thought it was going to be, you see, each time you look at your chart and this type of information, like new stuff comes up. Just like each time you do a reading for someone like me, new stuff will come up. And so when I first initially looked at like my North Node in Pisces, I was like, oh, it's going to be something in health and wellness, well-being, like maybe something in spirituality and being more um, closely aligned to kind of like, you know, what does spirituality mean to you and kind of your own healing journey. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm ready for that. And the other side of it that I wasn't as aware of was like, oh, wait, you're actually psychic. Mm -hmm. It is like Pisces are interesting to me because I, um, people who have Pisces energy in certain places to, for me seem like almost they're actually my first intuitive teacher was, a, was a Pisces. What I struggle with, with them is sometimes there's not as much container as I would like. Cause I like, like, because I have so much water, I've learned to contain the water. So I need structure and some container mm, but it's like, true but it's because pisces is the space cadet uh, yes exactly so to me i'm like <laughs> oh, guys whoa 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 like i get it i get that you can pull all these crazy things but let's do it in order <laughs> yeah so i think that's why you know my astrology is very interesting because i have so much capricorn and capricorn is all about structure and actually saturn rules capricorn mm -hmm. So I'm all about structures and systems. So I share things in a very practical way, but also very systematically as well. So yes, my North Node is in Pisces, but yeah, I'm able to explain the esoteric, the mystical in like very succinct, practical ways. Yeah, which is probably also why you started the Woo Company back then too. You were like, we're going to do this in workshop form. <laughs> so we're going to workshop form and I'm going to lead it through the back end. I'm not going to be like the star. And then all of a sudden you kind of like, you know, makes itself known. And you've told me as well. Okay. So that's the North node. And then the South node is where you're coming from. That's past lives. That's karma. And that's just what feels easy for you. You got my South, South node, Capricorn. South, south node, and that's past lives. And for you, yes, that's Capricorn. It's the opposite sign of cancer. Mm -hmm. Yes. I heard. And I remember Chelsea explaining this, like, I found that that's so interesting. So you can maybe like not I wonder if you can use that and then go into the Akashic records to see what that past life was, like what the Capric why the Capricorn is important. I know. So actually you and I have like similar because similar placements because of like the water and earth. 
And so, so my North node is in Pisces and the opposite sign is in like Virgo and Virgo is very detail oriented, very similar to Capricorn. And I know that in past lives, I was in very serious roles. I couldn't make a mistake because like people's lives depended on it. Mm. So yes, you can go into the Akashic records and kind of get a feel for it, but everything is always that Capricorn, like maybe it would be cool probably to see like exactly why, yeah. what South node is like, why it's important. Yes. Yes. And so, so I imagine for, you know, in the past, like, so with yours in Capricorn, it was all about career mm-hmm. in a past life. Um, and it was also very like, um, like detail oriented, um, very grounding. But the, the lesson that you're meant to learn this lifetime is to have a balance and to be able to focus on the home. It doesn't mean that, you know, like the career isn't going to be important to you, but it's going to be a more integral part of your life versus in a past life. You probably were just like all business. Mm-hmm. You're the business bitch. All, all business, no play. Don't don't come for me for anything else. Which is funny because if you guys know me and have seen the way that I work, my and some people don't like it, but my family is very intertwined into my work. So I'll teach and somebody will interrupt me. I mean, we had to stop the podcast for a second because the youngest came and I work from home and you know, I in the middle of the day, in between meetings, I'm picking up a child and getting them settled and then going back into work, things like that. So it's just, it's, and, and funny, Alice, I, growing up, I uh, was raised by a mother who unfortunately had to make a choice, you know, cause I feel very grateful for technology because I know that, mm-hmm. you know, just a few generations back, like they didn't have the choice to either to work from home and to have technology support them, um, being both mother and, um, you know, career person. So my mom was this, you know, a very um, smart person, but my dad chose to be a doctor. Um, and you know, somebody had to stay and raise the three kids. So she made that sacrifice, um, or that, you know, it's really a choice, but she saw it as a sacrifice. And that really impacted me a lot. Like that was very, a very early awareness to me was like, I am going to do both. Like I will, and you know, at the time, like there was no signs of how you could do it both, you know, because in the nineties, it was like either, you know, you're working in an office or you're with your kids, but at a very young age, I was like, I'm going to figure it out. And that has guided me to build what I have. So in many ways, like I feel that my children have supported my career and what I've built because it's like, they have guided, like even being able to move to Asheville, if I wouldn't have had such a mobile you know, remote, like a a business that was all online, I would have never been able to just get up and go when I wanted to. Um, And absolutely, the only reason I was able to is that my kids guided me very early in my, in, you know, in 2008 or so, I knew that I was like, this is, I'm not going to be driving around and like leaving the office. Like, I'm not going to be answering to people if I need to go see my kids, like pre-K four teacher or whatever. So I built the business that way so that, you know, that I could be available and, and it has paid me back like so many times and it's interesting mm-hmm. that's like something in my chart so yeah so just like you know when we go into meditation to go to the spirit world the akashic records or look at astrology or human design these little things we already know it's just a very fun tool for you to kind of like interpret and understand mm-hmm. because actually i looked at a journal from years ago and uh, i think it was a journal from like 2015 and I had wanted to start a wellness business mm-hmm. in three years time, which I actually didn't. I was like, wait, I wanted that. I didn't realize like I wanted that. Like a time you said you wanted to do it in three years. <laughs> okay. Well, it was one of those things. It was like, kind of like, what's going to happen in like one year, three years, 10 years, or uh, that's like how I did it. And I was like, three, well, that's so Capricorn, right? It's like, <laughs> I will have a wellness business or side hustle. And I like, completely forgot about it. And then I was just cleaning out like old notebooks and stuff. And I was like, oh, like, what does the journal like say? And I was like, oh, it said I was going to have like a wellness business. So this is like a reminder of like, if astrology is confusing to you, you know, if like all the different modalities, like I've shared, you're just like, oh my gosh, it's so much to learn. It's all within you. And it's kind of like fun to pick these things up and you learn something new each time you go explore like the spirit world or, you know, human design or astrology. And the best advice is really, you know, you said it too, it's just like, stay calm. Everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. 
in the chart, is there like a specific place that we can look to, to, to maybe give us some hints about like about our career? Like, is there like a, um, yeah. house or something like something? Yeah. Cool? So yeah, that was um, the next thing that I was going to say. It's your 10th house. Okay. That's the career house. And so yours is actually in Pisces. Mm -hmm. So So intuition, intuition, um, very creative. It's really in line with like what you've been doing. I would say even like you may find yourself doing even more like creative stuff, Mm -hmm. more stuff that involves around like artistry and art. I mean, that was, I mean, my initial career was like all about creativity and art, you know, like I was in film and that was a writer and all that. And then I've, over the last few years, like building the business, I've just had to become very structured. Oh, I just had like an intuitive hit. Like, have you thought about creating like a media house? Oh, uh like a media? Like like a media company, kind of like production in terms of like documentaries and like film and TV shows and other like multimedia stuff. Because you have the connections, you've done this before. Well, I'm like, wait, I feel I feel it for you. Just like last time we did a live, and I was like, "Have you thought about like this?" But yes, I I feel like that is going to that's going to be probably that next Saturn return is going to be about how you become the media a mogul. Interesting. So, um, but you just that was a great uh, example of like kind of how you what you're doing, how you're using the chart to see that. Well, Benny, my husband, if you guys, you know, follow us, like, you know, that he, he would probably be like the first one who wants a show. Like if I make a media company, you know, Benny's going to be like, where I need to be one of those shows. The trees, about the trees and the animals. And <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm constantly frustrated with Gaia. I like, oh. Gaia, but I'm like, come on, this is so boring, you guys. And it's all white men. Like, why is that? It's so yeah, weird. And I, you know, I, this is one of the reasons why I feel like, you know, we're talking kind of like as I'm preparing a move to Los Angeles and I've always wanted to um, do more entertainment and like media, you know, my background is, you know, I, I applied to college as a journalism major, mm-hmm. um, you know, PR, digital media, you know, like you and I come from like very similar worlds. Like it's, it's all within that space. And as I kind of gotten into wellness, I've just realized I'm like, there's not enough representation. Like, you know, what about kind of like the history of all of these things, you know, like indigenous practices, practices like, you know, from, you know, your Cuban culture, my Chinese culture. And why aren't we kind of talking about these things and celebrating things? Because it's actually quite healing, you know, to come from that perspective. Because honestly, when I started this company, I started to really accept myself more to actually embrace you know, the fact that I am a Chinese American woman and it's, especially this last year, it's been extremely healing and to the point that I'm like, you know, why was I ever like um, made to feel ashamed of like who I am and what my culture represents? And I'm like, why was I ever made to feel like a minority? Because I'm not. Globally, I am the majority. And how did I end up feeling like the minority? You know, like this is the reality. Like that's why when I lived in China, it was very transformative because I, I got a taste of what it felt like to be the majority. Mm. Oh my gosh. Imagine it's like a game changer. I had the opposite um, situation because in, uh, I was very grateful to grow up in Miami because um, it was just little Cuba, basically. Um, you know, my, all my friends are Cuban. My parents lost very little of their culture. I mean, they were speaking Spanish and uh, our teachers were Cuban. Um, just, you know, we didn't lose any of that. If you were quote unquote, if you were Caucasian and you didn't speak Spanish, you were the minority. So I grew up in a very opposite kind of, Miami's a very interesting place. It's like not part of the U.S. It's um, not. It's the gateway to South America. It's I love it there. It's, it's, it's so different. Just like um, New Orleans doesn't feel like yes. America. Hawaii doesn't feel like America. It's very interesting. Yeah, these little like misplaced places. Um, one of our soul teachers, Vandita, uh, she went she went to school in in Miami, and she always says she's like Miami's like Atlantis. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> you know, it's this very. Um, but anyways, growing up there, and then I remember my first spring break 
well, we had done spring break in Miami, but my girlfriends and I were like, you know what? We're going to do like what all those like American kids do. And they go to some like really raunchy spring break place somewhere in America. Like we're going to do that. Like we wanted that experience. So we drove our asses up to the panhandle of Florida, which is a very, <laughs> very interesting. Oh place. my God. That's and really, Florida, I think it was. And it's like a, it's like a spring break hotspot, you know? And we go there and I remember just getting there and like looking around and being like, we're, we ain't in Miami anymore, guys. Like this is just, and it was a, it was a culture shock for us. We were like, whoa, because even in college, we were just mm-hmm. a bunch of Hispanic people. Like that's, that's yeah. just, we all stayed in Miami. And I like, that was, you know, and then that's when I was like, I want to go to LA. I want to see what it's like to like, not be like to actually be a minority, but I never felt like one growing up. So, but yeah. it is interesting to, to reclaim that uh, must have yeah. been so great for you. I mean, it's such a big, it's such a big part of um this process yeah and and you know i got into the space because i felt like representation is really important um there's not many of us you know asian americans within wellness but pretty much everything is asian culture <laughs> so i'm like okay wait wait a minute i think i need to like say something about it so got a little sidetracked, but I wanted to talk about one other house that will be very interesting to people. It's the second house. The second house is resources and also how you make money. Oh, interesting. Okay. I don't think I've paid attention to the house very much. The second house. So you can take a look at the second house. My second house is an Aquarius. So I make money from all the Aquarian things of technology, um, connecting with others, but also it's kind of like, like odd jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here and there too it's kind of like and also money may not always come in like in a very steady way um but also you know the way that i would find myself to be like you know rich or very wealthy um is if i created something that served like many people or a large group of people which makes sense because that's like aquarius energy we're in the aquarian age right now it's all about you know, community connection, humanitarianism, service, how to be unique, how to step into, you know, your uniqueness. Um, and, and so it all makes sense. Oh, interesting. I have to look at what my second house is. I don't know what it is. I have, to, I have my chart somewhere here. Interesting. Okay, so pull I, it up and let's see. So that's a helpful. So if I am, you know, if I look at like my 10th and my second, I might get a little clues into perhaps like what would be a good career for me you're thinking. Yes. But also, um, looking at Saturn, looking at your North node, um, looking at your mid heaven, which also kind of, um, tells you how you show up in the world, how you'll be successful. Um, and that's also located like in the 10th house that cusp and yours is also, um, in Pisces as well. Okay. So I'm looking at my second. See, I don't, I still don't even know these little symbols. It's like a little red, um, <laughs> I don't even know what the shape is. If you kind of like look, well, does your chart also have some explanation um, or is it just like a plain chart? Yeah, I think it's a plain chart. Can there? No, that's my true node. Huh, I'll have to look it up, guys. I'm sure if yeah. any Chelsea's like listening to this and like screaming at the podcast or something, because she probably, she probably knows. She probably knows it. I, my, my, my moon is in my second house though. My Leo is in my second house. Hmm. Okay. Then it, it's, um, then it's, then it, then I think then your second house might be in Leo. So you make money when you shine bright. Interesting. When you can be the most authentic version of yourself and helping others to feel really confident and courageous. I was actually very guided by my Leo self um, when it came to work, like my, my work, like I remember when I was in LA, I worked in the film industry and um i remember like i was a publicist i was working not even i was like you know a, a, an assistant publicist basically and i was always feeling like i was catering to people like i almost felt like i was like wiping everybody's ass you know and i was like this is a bullshit job like i want to be like i want to be like um i just knew that like part of me needed and i would explain this all the time i was like i a little bit of like, I need to be catered to a little bit. Like I need to be like in some sort of, so meet, um, being an editor was the opposite of mm-hmm. that. And it was like, I really enjoyed it because I was getting paid really shitty, but I enjoyed that people like, you know, that I had like some sort of influence. Respected you. Yeah. yeah and influencing. Yeah. And that was like, it just, 
you know, and you just got to be okay with those. It was very, it's always been very hard for me to um, come to terms with that Leo energy. It's always been something that, you know, it's just uncomfortable sometimes, but when I listen to it in a very uh, non-judgmental way, like it has, it has been able to guide me and put me in places that like feel right for me. Yeah. I have also needed to really embrace that as well. Cause my Leo, um, I have a Leo son mm. and, uh, but I have so much Capricorn that sometimes it's like the seriousness of it. Also like how I was raised by immigrant parents, you know, like to be doing always the practical thing, but really it's like this business has really shown me, um, like how to really shine and be comfortable in my own skin and to be in the spotlight rather than kind of be in the background. <laughs> so I definitely feel that as well. Oh, I get it. We do have so much in common, Alex. You and I. We do. We do. I think this is why we're friends also, because we have a lot of um, complementary or like, you know, kind of like opposites attract, yeah. you know, signs and like placements. And so I feel like we're always going to be experiencing some of the, the same things in life, which is why I, I'm always so grateful that you're in my life and you have your podcast and all the courses and workshops because you're ahead of me. Um, yeah. And so I'm always just like, she's okay. I'll be okay. I have a friend like that too, who's 10 years older than I am. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it, it's so crazy. Like some of the things that she's been through that like I have never would have thought I would go through. Um, but every time she ends up okay, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> so it's just a nice reminder. Mm-hmm. And this is why I also think that, um, you know, when I, in the beginning, you know, when you ask like, what can you do to kind of like, you know, make it through this rough period of time, I think it's very helpful to have friends uh, across like all age groups and experiences. So it's a little trickier, you know, when you're in your like, you know, like in your twenties, because it's kind of like, I don't want to talk to high school students or college students, but as you get older, it's going to be just as important to have people who are ahead of you, but also behind you, kind of younger than you, kind of teaching you things, you know, like younger people teaching about TikTok, how to like to be more fearless. I feel like, you know, you know, your children teach you that, mm-hmm. right? Such a good point, Alice. I, I didn't like, I take that for granted, but that's such a good, that's such a good point. I, I'm always seeking like older women <laughs> for some weird reason, but I, I gain so much just from like their life experiences. So, and then like the younger um, people are just in my life. That's pretty, like, it's just kind of a more natural thing, but that's so helpful. I love that. That's okay. Yeah. So, cause, cause like it will, you know, the, the older people who have more experience will be able to guide you and be like, everything's okay. But the younger people will be able to um, understand trends a lot faster. Be like, Hey, like, I think this, you should like look at this or read this. Cause you remember when you're in your twenties, you're just so hungry to do things. You're always learning, always trying to help out. Like, I remember that was the kind of like the energy that I had. Um, and then it kind of like wanes and changes as you get older, you kind of become more like insular, mm-hmm. like more like kind of like focusing on yourself or your twenties. I feel like it's so explosive in terms of like connecting with others and like keeping tabs on like being in the know, especially the job that you had. Um, right. And then you don't want to lose that energy of kind of like um, understanding what like, you know, other people are going through and kind of like pop culture, the zygist. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. The girls in the, you know, that study with me and like even Danica and Kat, like they all keep me up to date because I'm like an old person already. I can't believe it. I used to be cool guys. I really was. Um, but oh, that's so interesting. You're so cool. Uh, thanks, Alice. Um, my Leo Moon um, salutes you. Uh, <laughs> so I'm super excited about your career readings, your um, career clarity readings. So um, these are some of the things that you're looking at. You meditate before and you kind of have an idea of, Mm -hmm. and it's typically people who are just like, I think there's something wrong with my, my work. I'm not really sure where I'm going. Yeah. So as you know, a lot of times people come to you about one thing and they get another because that's the medicine that you need. Almost always, like I will get something career like related, but a lot of times I will get something about their personal life. Let's say they have like a mother wound, they have some like past like childhood trauma that they haven't really, you know, um, resolved. Um, so yes, people come to me um, for a career, but a lot of times there will be something in their personal life that needs to be addressed to help them move forward in their career. I meditate before so that I can read their energy um, going through the chakras. 
And once I kind of like opened that portal, that gate, that kind of laughs um, through the entire like reading as well. Um, and so, you know, I have a conversation going to the energy centers, but also I pick up on general things as well. And I add in some of the astrology, which reinforces some of the information. It just gives you a different perspective. I like adding multiple modalities because if you don't hear it one way, you'll hear it another way. Okay. Like kind of like different ways of like learning, right? You want to, you want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like, you know, a visual, written, like, like speaking, like all of these different things, like, so coming at it from different angles. And then I also started, you know, um, adding in Akashic records, I'll go in very quickly um, to like, figure out like your soul's purpose, I'll look at your soul's contract. And, and that is like another way to kind of reinforce like how you're, you know, like feeling and also like the direction you're taking in life. And then I end with uh, a card pull that kind of summarizes everything that we speak about. And it, I just was really surprised like how much joy it brought me to do these readings. I just didn't think that I would like have so much fun and for them to be so well received. I feel like when I first started the readings, I was just healing so much and like receiving like almost in a weird, like I see it as like that um, learn, teach kind of uh, Absolutely. like that the more you teach like the more you learn and the more you heal like you know like the more you activate yourself and stuff so I, I love that relationship with the and you just know you're in the right place if you're you know feeling good about what you're doing and I'm sure uh, and that's also like what makes you so great and you're so good at you know expressing it and all that so I'm excited for the offering and I'm happy that you're here to talk about it thank you for sharing all your wisdom. I learned so much and I just, you know, always have a good time talking with you. Uh, If you guys enjoyed this, we'll share all the links for um, if you want to book a reading with Alice or if you want to listen to her um, podcast, which is called Into the Woo, right? And it's all, it's in all places, I'm I'm guessing like, yeah, Yeah, yeah. Uh, which we will link to anyways, but you can get to know her a little bit more in her um, style and look out for events and stuff because I'm sure they'll be coming at some point when things get different and just thanks for being here Alice love you much thank you so much thank you so much for listening I love you guys so much if you love what you're hearing would you mind leaving a review or sharing with a friend that little review does so much it's so damn helpful you don't even know so thank you for that And if you're ready to unlock your spiritual gifts, enroll in my three-level program, Soul Academy, or join my free community, Soul Collective. I'd love to have you there. The links to join are below in this episode. Until next time, love you much.